Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for The Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to the best of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Big, huge trade yesterday on Father's Day. Chris Paul, Landry Shamit. Uh, a, a gang of second-round picks going to the Washington Wizards for Bradley Beal, who will team with Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, campaign, and we don't know who else. <laughs> but here's how, I'm going to let you have the first go at it. All right. What do you think about the trade? How do you like it or not like it? I like the trade, but I like it for two different reasons, and there's a small reason why I wouldn't like it. I like the trade because when you get Kevin Durant and you realize the way that they got molly and got waxed by the Denver Nuggets, especially in Game 6, the way he showed up and the way Devin Booker only dropped uh, 12 points, you need more firepower. And Bradley right. Bill is that. It's more firepower. But I said on Saturday on Martin and VJ, I, I don't like the move for a small point that if you have to give up so much that you can't absorb like giving up the bench like what they would did with Durant. When they made the Durant deal, they had to give up so much they didn't have enough there on the bench and defensively to absorb that type of move. So you knew it was a move for the future. I believe I saw you say the same thing on First Things First. So I, I like the move for firepower, but you still now have to load this bench up. You have Vogel as a head coach who's a defensive-minded guy. Right. So you got to get veterans that could just 
not only play, they can play defense. They need to be able to guard and defend in the Western Conference. Now, when I first saw this deal, the first name I looked for that would be leaving was DeAndre Ayton, and I didn't see that name, and that made me like the deal even more because I like him more than it seems like most people do. A 18, 19, 20-10 guy, big. He's improved his game. He's got the mid-range jumper gone. He's got the little floater one hand going out. Yeah, he played well in the playoffs. So he had a game or two where he probably could have done a little more, but every player does, right? But I thought that him being still there after this deal was done made me like it a whole lot more. But then today you hear he could be in trade moves well, yeah, and they could be moving. That, exactly. They could be moving him anyway. That's the question. Will he stay? Now, look, I, I, I feel somewhat similar to you. I think that from a basketball standpoint, I don't mind the trade for Phoenix. Yeah. I, I actually like it. Because, and here's the thing people have to understand. Even if they had not made this trade, they still were in a position financially where they would have had trouble filling out their roster with quality players anyway. Yeah. Okay? So now you still will have that problem, but you also got a guy like Bradley Beal who, to your point, will give you more firepower. Let's start with this. People have to remember, and I know it's not always this cut and dried and this academic However, the Phoenix Suns gave Denver more trouble than anybody else in the playoffs. Yeah. Right? They yeah. got two games. Again, it doesn't always work out this way. It doesn't mean they're necessarily the best, better than the Lakers, better than the Timberwolves, better than the Heat, but it, it's something to look at. Yeah. They played eight games together in the regular season, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. They lost Chris Paul, and they came out there – and got two games off the world champions. Lakers couldn't do it. Timberwolves couldn't do it. Heat couldn't do it. So there's that. Now, to your point, from a basketball standpoint, they got Devin Booker who showed he can play point. Now, he's not a true point guard. But he showed he can handle the ball. He can dish it. He scored and he passed it tremendously in the playoffs. Averaged 30 and almost eight assists. And then Bradley Beal at times can bring it up as well. So they... Those two will probably alternate handling the point guard duties. We know what KD does. He doesn't have to dominate the ball. I'm with you on Aiton. I mean, Aiton, look, his motor's always been in question at times, right? Even in college, is he going to bring it every night? Is he going to be, sure. you know, have that aggressive attitude every night? And that's an issue. Yep. And But as a fourth option, he'll get you 17 and 10 <laughs> With just by being out there, and you're going to need size. He's not going to shut down Nikola Jokic, but he's big enough to at least get in his way, be athletic, contest shots, so on and so forth. They and it, it the, the two questions I have about Phoenix VJ are not necessarily about their quality of play that they'll get from their big four, but it is their health. Yeah, because Kevin Durant's averaged 34 games a year for the last four seasons. And and uh, Bradley Beal's average like 52. So the health is a question and the depth. But you notice role players should play better around four other guys yeah. that are like that three stars that the defense has to be ready for. Torrey Craig, all you have to do next year, this summer, work on your three, yep. <laughs> shoot threes all day, every day, and come in ready to defend. Yep. So, look, 
Here's the issue. Is it going to work? By work, I mean this. Win a championship. Exactly. That's the only right. It's not about exactly. getting to the finals. You've exactly. been there. It's not about being a contender. You are that already. You have to win a ring. And I will say this, whether it's health, whether it's lack of depth, I doubt, I don't think they're going to win the ring. They can. They're capable. But I, if you put a gun to my head and said, are they going to win the championship? I would likely say no. Yeah, I would take the field. I hope I'm wrong, kind of, to be honest. Well, here, here's the thing. If you ask me to take the field right now, I'll take the field. But we haven't had the draft. I think there's going to be a lot of movement between now and Thursday, even draft night. I think there's going to be a lot of movement. You see the Western Conference is almost in, in reshuffle panic mode. Yeah, we don't know what's up with Dane. Everybody's going to be trying to do something. You got the hometown Lakers out here where I am in L.A. What are you going to do with AD with the extension? LeBron floated the retirement thing. Well, we know that's not real. He's going to come back and play. He still can put up 27 a night, 7 and 8. And, you know, LeBron's still doing him it it what's it gonna really lean on is Kevin Durant now we a lot of people bang on LeBron for playing with all these other great players okay and I'm a KD guy I'm from the DMV I saw him play at 15 years old at Montrose Christian uh Academy in high school it, it's time to show up now like you said you got to go get a chip now bro because the two chips you got are with that Golden State squad, and then they won one before you and one after you. You did the super team thing in Brooklyn, didn't work out. You and Kyrie and Harden didn't play enough together, and now you have Booker and you have Build, and if they keep aiding like you said, and if they add a you know a supporting cast, bro, you got to go get this ring this year. The finals ain't going to cut it, and the Western Conference Finals is not going to cut can't, it. And he can't – well, look, he's going to be 35 in September. Yeah. So you don't generally get healthier as you age. No. And like I said, he's already been injury prone. Heck, he got hurt in in the layup line, for goodness sake. Twisted sake. his ankle in the layup All line. Right, so, yeah, they have to – their chances of winning a championship Whew. are going to decrease every year. Yeah. The winner's Their best fast. chance to win it will be next year. And, speak- and so, look, Frank, you mentioned Frank Vogel. He's a good defensive coach. Yeah. Look, defense in the NBA <laughs> is about scheme. So you you have a coach who can put together a proper scheme. And it's about heart and technique and desire. One, if you have the requisite athleticism, size, and strength, and they do. Yeah. Yeah. They and- have enough to be a de- – they're not going to be the number one defensive team in the league. But they have enough if Beal – and Devin, and Aiton, and Durant, and whoever the fifth starter is, Torrey Craig, whoever, if they put forth the effort, then they should be able to be adequate defensively. All right? And then we saw it with Miami. It's a lot of undrafted players out there that can ball. Yep. So this is going to be on their scouting department to fill out that roster with vet minimum guys that might not be great individually on, from an NBA level context, but with superstars like that drawing attention, they can hit the open three, they can make smart plays, they hustle defensively. Nobody thought Bruce Brown had this. Nah. Right? Yeah, he was with the Pistons. He was with my Pistons. So I saw nah, him he's about to get paid. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So they need to go out and find guys like that. And you can find them. 
they're all over the place, man. You you definitely can find them. Also, too, with defense, you said hard, desired. To me, it's simple. You have to get stops in the NBA when you need stops. I understand if you have a little defensive uh, mishaps in December, in January, and every now and then in, in like right. a March. But by April, bro, you have to get stops when you need some. You don't have to be a great defensive team. You just need to have the one. I call it the want to. The want to get this stop. The want to stop this guy who's been cooking you for three quarters. And you, it's time to slow this guy down or shut this guy down so you can go get this dub. So I, I think Vogel is important in this. But also, shift to the main player. We haven't mentioned Bill. I always felt Bill was a 2-3 guy. I never felt Bill was a Batman or Superman. He's more like no, Flash. No, He's more no. like Aquaman, right? Like, he he can do some stuff. He can talk right. to the fish, but you can shoot and kill him. He's a great third option. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But this this is perfect He's for Bradley Bill. Option. You talk about yep. a guy that just kind of stand over there and wait to get the ball to shoot. So many eyes are going to be on Booker and Durant. Oh, Bill, man. And he can create his own stuff. Exactly. He can create for us. Like, offensively, come on. Yeah, he should be launching. He should be yeah. nice. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is Steve Cavino and Rich Davis, and together we are Cavino and Rich. Cavino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that's right. Cavino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show, heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Cavino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rockin' dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah! I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old. (laughs) And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. 
my best hopes. I guess identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Tim McMahon was on the latest edition of Brian Windhorst and the Hoops Collective podcast. It's a great pod if you like NBA talk, but buried at the very end of the podcast, you had to put it at the front, they're out talking about the John Morant suspension, and uh, Tim McMahon says... That the people in and or he's heard indirectly that Jaw and the people who are in or formerly in his camp feel that the NBA is quote out to get him as is the NBA media talking about John Morant. Now I gotta say this, BJ. The NBA wants nothing more than the success of Jaw Morant. I was actually talking to a person that works in the league for a team. Uh, and he's been in the league for a while now, and he was lamenting the fact that there really isn't that clear-cut American superstar who's going to become the face of the league, the next face of the league. Obviously, you have LeBron and you have Steph, but all of the the guys that are really in position to be the face of the league, mm-hmm. Nikola Jokic, Giannis, um, Luka, and, and who knows what Victor Wimbanyama is going to be. They're all, of course, international. And obviously, we love the international players. But it was just saying, man, where it's never been a time where an American hasn't been one of the big key faces of the game. And is that going to be good for the league? And um, I, I, we both were saying it, it was supposed to be Ja. It really ideally would have been Ja and Zion. Yeah. But Ja is the guy of all the American young players, Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, uh, whoever else you want to throw out there because there's plenty of good American players. Ja Morant is the one, you know, take away the the off-the-court stuff. He has the game. His team was a contender. 
He is arguably the most electrifying and exciting player in the league. Like, and he had a kind of a rags to riches story, right? It's freaking Murray State. Mm-hmm. So the league, look, John Morant's success, if he does come back from this and, you know, resurrect his career and continue to play great, if not even better basketball, then he will become one of the faces of the league. And the league will love that because the more successful he is, the more successful the NBA is going to be. So this notion that the NBA has it in for job Morant, how? What? What? Like there, I, that that seems utterly ridiculous to me to even contemplate. Well, it's not it's not ridiculous for me to contemplate because when this whole this suspension thing uh, came out, I I was hot, I was heated, and I let it be known on our show Saturday and you know through my social media. But when I saw this, I, I come at it from two ways. I get why you're saying exactly what you're saying. Everything you just right. said perfectly. I get exactly why you're saying that, and I don't have a lot of pushback against it. What I will say, though, and you guys always, your phrase here on the Odd Couple, we keep it real. We keep it real. So I'm going to keep it real. Right. The reason why this comes out like this is because it's the gun. And in America, in our society, in today's world, when black athlete has gun, there's a certain picture painted. There's thug, criminal. You're supposed to fear right. that. And when anybody else does it, it's he's defending his home. They're a hunter. They have all rights to Second Amendment. He's not the only NBA player that's posed with guns before. Chris Kamen posted with uh, posed with guns right after the right. Aurora movie theater shootings with two AR-15s. And there wasn't this type of reaction with it. Now, he wasn't waving it around or holding it like Ja was holding But there wasn't this type of reaction to it because for, for, for him, it's, well, that's his amendment. That's his right. He has the right to own a gun. He has a right to pose and hold up his gun. That's where I, I think, think it this also comes... was viewed, and I hear you because I made some of the same points, that, you know, early on in this. Yeah, but I also think it was he he's he was a known hunter. I'm just saying. I, I, I get, and, and that's yeah, fine. I get going, all, and that's and a John word. was kind of playing with it, like you know. But I, I feel you. That's and, that's and, a valid point. And coming. I'll go just off our community. Period. Just real talk. Black celebrities, our our people, our community, we flash things. We flash our money. We flash our clothes. We flash our jewelry. We flash our lady. We, well, that that's a stereotype. Not I know it's a, I know that. it's a stereotype, but in 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 that community that he comes from, that he's showing, or he represents, or doesn't represent, or what have you, that is what they do. So I can see where his camp is coming from because what they want to say is, well, you didn't do it to this guy or he's being treated unfairly. If you do that, now you're gaslighting. Now it's a whole big thing. But so then, you have to put you know a broad— what the answer, You know what the statement would have been, should have been then? If that's how they felt, yeah, it should have been like, why are you viewing this black man with a gun differently than you view yeah. Chris Kamen or you would view a white— Athlete. I brought it up. If I it agree. was Bryce Harper with the Phillies, would it have been as much a, you no. know, an issue? And so, but but don't single out Ja. If you want to say, oh, you guys are you're looking at black athletes, young black athletes differently, because and I get where you're saying, but I'm just don't come at like it's just Ja. Be- and they did meet with him and say, obviously, look. Don't you know you can't do you can't be flashing guns on your social media? And he went out and did it anyway. Yeah. And I feel you look. I think there is a lot of hypocrisy within this country. Period. Yeah. We you you mentioned we talked about politicians, Republican politicians with their kids holding assault weapons. Um. In in hip hop, obviously, it's very prominent where young black men are glorifying gunplay and killing and things like that. 
But yeah, he does it. That's actually where he what he's trying to copy. And so I feel you on all that. But all, the NBA is a private league and they can make the rules that they want to make. And so they were within their rights to, you know, suspend him and things like that. But my concern, VJ, for more of this was for John Morant's safety. And I've said that from the get-go. I am most concerned about his own safety because he's playing like he's a gangster, and we all know his upbringing. That doesn't mean he couldn't be tough. That doesn't mean he couldn't have certain things he's into, but he wasn't brought up like that. And so you're putting yourself out there where some people that really live that life might come at you in a certain way because you're portraying that this is what you're about. And so I'm more concerned about his own safety, whether he would hurt somebody with a gun or get hurt himself with a gun. And so hopefully I think I think this suspension hopefully serves as a wake up call for him because he needs it. A lot of what you said was true, but that does not negate the fact that he needs a wake up call because he's putting himself he could put put himself in a bad position. I, I, I will push back a little bit on the upbringing, and I think that's actually a stereotype because when kids are from a certain, uh, from the hood or from the ghetto, they're they're expected to be something, they're expected to act a certain way, but if you come from a two-parent home, both his dads are home, is from the suburbs. I'll just speak from my own experience. I was raised in the suburbs. My mom got remarried and had a stepdad. I had two parents in my home. I lived in the suburbs. I went to a suburban-type high school. Go Google Gangs of Northern Virginia, where I, would grow, where I grew up from. Just because you're from the suburbs or just because you had a certain type of upbringing doesn't mean that things do not influence young men and things that they want to be. That that's, they that's one of the reasons people criticize hip-hop. They want to be. Because it is influencing young kids who aren't in that environment. And we know enough about his environment. It, you're right. It could be dudes from the suburbs rolling like that. Yeah. But we know enough about his upbringing that he wasn't rolling like that. Now, he might have, we've seen even pictures on Instagram when he was a kid yeah. posing like he's this and that. So he's clearly held these fantasies about that life. Uh, But that doesn't mean he came from that life. I I get that. But also, too, one thing I do want to speak on, since we're using the term that life, once you are ingrained in that life, I've seen guys that I was cool with in middle school and at the beginning of high school who weren't in that life. And then once they became and and joined and got down and joined again and got in that life and started running with those, that is who they became. Now they didn't come from it, but do you think John was down like that? No, no, no. No, Okay. That's that's the example I'm using. I I don't think he was. I think though that being in Memphis, which is a heavy area for that, a a city I frequent a lot of times in my life. And I, I I just push back on, Oh man, you being something you, not you don't know what that man is he may be that right now and that's you know, why we know he what he doing. is he's a basketball yeah. player <laughs> well there's and a he lot played of AAU and he went to Murray State I mean come on man yeah. I real talk I'm not saying again I'm not saying he can't be tough yeah and he can't be you know like like that life but that's I, not I, what he was doing that's not what he was doing but I just that's I tread lately and, and I and I get it but I do tread lightly on any man can make a decision to change who he is and what he want to do. I, I'm with you. Something could happen to him. But if Ja feels like I'm down like this and I've been, I've been indoctrinated into this life by these people around me that other y'all don't know that like I this is what this is what I am. Did it's like I can't I can't go against that. And if something Why happens can't you to go you, against it if it's putting him in in harm's way. Because any because the last <laughs> thing we want to see is another young black man 
absolutely, know, have issues abso- like absolutely. That. But he also is making a decision to be part of that life, Chris, and that, that's why I can't tell another grown well, man. You're either going to be a part of that life, or you're going to be a part of the NBA. True. I mean, that's what the league well, is saying. Yeah. So Carmelo Anthony choice? said. He, <laughs> Carmelo not, said the, uh, uh, the the Davis third told him, sat him down and said, "You're either going to be part of the NBA, or you're going to be part of the street." So there you're, you're you right. go. You're right. And so you're right. If Josh says, "Yo, I, I'll give up the 200 million. I'll give up," right? Is he going to do all that? No. no. <laughs> so that's all I'm saying. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old <laughs> Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in in a different aspect of my life now. So... How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, 
playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. How much pressure do you think is on Kevin Durant to win a title following this trade? Because a lot of you saw it, I'm sure you saw it all weekend or once the trade happened. Everybody talking about, man, KD stay on the super team. You know, I mean, he had Harden and Westbrook and himself early on in his career. And I know that wasn't really a super team because they were all so young. And then, but once he left Oklahoma City, and then because they traded Harden, so they just had him and Westbrook, he obviously went to Golden State and stuff was just unfair. Uh, And then he went to (laughs) Brooklyn with Kyrie. And they got James Harden, and that was a super team, but they just really never had a chance to play together for the most part because of health or, you know, the vaccine and things like that. And now he has Devin Booker and Bradley Beal, and he obviously didn't win a ring in Brooklyn. And so if he doesn't win one here, you know, would that be a knock on his legacy? So your thoughts, how much pressure – VJ is on Kevin Durant to win another ring with this crew in Phoenix. What's the scale? A one to what? What do, what do I get here? A one to one what? to ten? A one to ten? Okay, that's great. I love one to ten. So I will say it's a one thousand one hundred and seventeen. <laughs> that's how much so you, pressure. I could have said one to a hundred. You, <laughs> you, you said ten for a range. You said ten. Oh, I, my I, God. I just wanted to know what your range was. Yeah, one thousand one hundred and seventeen. <laughs> This is wow. this is it. Yes, yes, this is it. And I'm going to bang on this. Like I said, Durant's my guy. I've always messed hard with Durant. It don't but, sound but, like but, No, 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 no. I'm just a tough fan. I feel you. I'm, I'm just, just a tough fan. You can't. You don't get it easy with me. I'm a tough fan. I got to go to the barbershop and defend you. You know what I'm saying? You got to make me look good. I can get on I radio talk. Well, Broussard, yes, it's high, man. It's as high as it's ever been in his career. This is it. This is it. You mentioned he's going to be 35 in September. This is it, bro. You got to go. I, I think it's... I think it's this year. I'm not even saying a two-year win. I think you got to go get it this year because you don't get healthier, as you mentioned earlier, as you get right. older. I think this is the biggest pressure he will ever feel in his career will be this upcoming season because here you are. You got weapons galore again. And let's say, Chris, let's say they get uh, Dylan Brooks. And let's say they they get another – okay, Mason Pony was another name I thought there. Let's just say they land those two guys. You really look at this team and go, hey, all right now, you no, now you got a, you got a, nice, you right. got a big guy that I can – that low maintenance in, in Pumley that can crash the boards, play defense, got a back to the basket. Brooks got uh, some look, attitude. Yeah, little I, game. I got, a, got, a little, got a little moxie to him. And then you're going to bring in Dylan Brooks to play with some veterans. And you know what he's going to give – Hey, yo, KD, it's on you, bro. Like, it ain't on Booker. It ain't on Bill. It ain't on Vogel. It's on you. This is the highest pressure in his career, in my opinion, coming up this season, Chris. Look, I hear you. And a lot of what you said is good. Like, it's hard to disagree with all that. But I'm coming at it a little differently. 
You took a breath? <laughs> I, 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 my days of expecting a lot from Kevin Durant are over. Oh, wow. I don't mean that he's still not still a great player. I do expect him to go out there and give me 26, 27 points. Could give me 29 if he had to, right? Yeah. Probably won't have to with that squad. I expect him to have a great individual season. Mm. But team-wise, I, I don't expect it anymore. It's interesting. I, I don't. Yeah, I mean. It's interesting. Because the last two playoff series, I, I, I've been stunned at what I've seen from Kevin Durant. He hasn't been bad, but he ain't been Kevin Durant yeah. either. Yeah. Like Boston, you know, remember all the cat talk people used to talk about, oh, they couldn't do nothing with Durant in the 90s. What would they do with him back in the day? Come on, the seven footage. Then you know what they would have done? They would have did what Jason Tatum and the Celtics did to him. They'd have got physical with him and he'd have had trouble. <laughs> He, he, he turning the ball over left and the right, having trouble bringing it up court against the pressure, get physical with him. He was a different player. He, he looked bad. Right. And then Denver, he played better in these playoffs. But still, the Denver, he shot 22% from three yeah. in the playoffs this year. Yeah. Aaron Gordon bothered cuz. Yep. I mean, physical play. Just, you know, when Durant ain't even got the ball, just a little elbow, a little something to the gut. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, I'm yeah, there, little, you little, moving, little, just a little something, yeah. yeah. You know I'm there. I'm, I'm there. I'm there all check. night, baby. Yeah. I ain't going oh. nowhere. Yeah. All night, all, all night series, you going to feel me. Yep. And that bothers Kevin Durant. And here's my thing. The question is not, can Kevin Durant win a championship? He's got two. And he was the best player on those teams, even though it wasn't his team. The question is... Can he lead a team to the championship? Yeah. And where it's kind of, I mean, this is going to probably be Devin Booker's team, but I'm just saying, like, can he be the leader on a championship? That's what we all want to see. Can you lead that team? Yeah. And I would say this, VJ, and my correction, Durant shot 22% against Denver. Denver. He shot 32% from three overall in the playoffs, but 22% in the series with Denver. But my point is this. If they win it, and I want your opinion on this. If they win it this year, let's just say they win it this year. Okay. I would bet, now Durant would obviously play great, and it wouldn't take anything from the ring. But I would bet that Devin Booker would be the leader. I would bet that Devin Booker plays better. I'm not necessarily saying he's better than Durant, but I would bet that he would be the one, because he was certainly the one in these playoffs that carried him for the most part. And I just I feel like he's a stronger personality. I feel like he is more of a leader than Durant. And if they win the championship this upcoming season, I look, Durant, I'm sure will play great, but I feel like Deep Book would be the one that led him. Mm. First, the not expecting much from Durant. I like that. That's interesting. That that's an team wise. You know, what I, I'm I, I know. I know. Trust me. I know exactly what you're saying. You're looking at it now. I'm like, hey, can this guy? I don't even. I don't expect him to t- to carry a team because I have not seen him do it. Like you said, when he was in Golden State, it was unfair. But yeah, it was just, I think for them to win with this team. He's got to be the better player, not Booker. Because let's get real, Booker has some scoring outbursts in the playoffs this year. 
But when it, when the money was on the table, when the dice was being rolled, and it was game six in your building, he had 12 points. So he ain't nah, show real. So he ain't show up that night. So I I got I need you to and I think they ran like 15 or 16. Bro, that, right. that it wasn't like KD showed I, up. I, I know. I, I'm with you. <laughs> but neither that's the point. Neither one of them did. But I I am still of the 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 side that if you're gonna win a championship with this Phoenix Suns team, it's gotta be Durantula. It's gotta be Kevin Durant. Book gonna do him, but Book doesn't defend when like we've seen Kevin Durant get better defensively. Kevin Durant well, Booker, is the, but Booker Booker's gotten better defensively. Yeah, but he's, too. He's, he's. I mean, a, they're I, both solid. They're not great defenders. They're both. I think solid. Durant's a better defender though. I'll give you okay. They're both mm. solid. But if you told me, if you asked me who's the better defender, I would say Durant's the better defender. I and think Durant Golden State was Durant. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Durant is also the bigger mismatch. You know what I'm saying? No matter who you play, yep. Yep. who can you put on Durant? You, we know we know the elbow, left and right side. That elbow, that mid range jumpy for for Durant. That who's guarding that? I think you can do things um, defensively wise to disrupt Booker. It's hard to do things to disrupt Durant other than be physical with him. But I don't see a lot well, of that, Western but Conference. But that's teams. what everybody. That's the but, blueprint now. But in the Western, it's Conference, not a secret anymore. But tell me, tell me the physical Western Conference team other than. The Nuggets, and that's the team they're probably just going to have to get over and get past to win a championship. I, I know, I, I, I disagree. I think it has to be Durant that would be the better player. I think if Booker's their best player in the playoffs next year, they're home by the conference finals. They don't make it to the finals. It's got to be Durant. If, if Booker was their best player, and that don't mean Durant is bad. He was their best player. But this let's year say they got Durant the gave him twenty six, and Booker gave him thirty. And more assists, obviously, because he's handling the ball. You don't think they and 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 obviously Bill giving you his twenty three. Like I, I think that could get it done. Uh, I need if Durant. They I need Durant more. More Durant for them to have to get to a Finals one championship. Durant's got to average more than twenty six. I need Durant. If if Durant if on that team, yes, y'all, you got yeah, three yeah, big time scores. I know, but still, I you still need to. You got to score in the NBA. You got to score in the end. You got to defend. You got to be able to stop. But you better be able to. You better be able to put up some points. Some of these games too, especially in the playoffs. You know, everybody doesn't hold people to 101, 102, 108. You know, sometimes, sometimes it's one twenty five to one twenty six. Oh no, they gonna have to score. Yeah, they gonna have to score. But... I need thirty from Durant a night for them to win the championship. If Booker's their leading scorer, Booker was their best player this year, Chris, and they lost in six in the second round. And I know they didn't have the time. Well, they so. look. They gave Denver more than anybody else. Yeah, they wanted. Yeah, they wanted. I, when you miss I mean, that point, did. it is very. It is a fact. But that's because Denver swept and beat and everybody like else Eddie in five. Said, Eddie said, "You know, he made a good point. You remember I was watching that game. Yeah, they were they were up oh, game two. and they were out playing yeah, Denver. Were. Yeah, in game two yeah. in Denver. In Denver, they were. You're right. They were. And so you know, I but mean, um, that, that also leads you to think, man, should they have just kept Chris? <laughs> oh wow! Good. You know what I'm saying? No, no, good. I yeah. mean, I good look. Point. I get it. The injury concerns. I would have been down on it because you know you just can't really count on Chris to be healthy. Yeah, but maybe he would have been healthy. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. 
Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart. And I'm very forgiving, but like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. right. 